There has been a groundswell of interest in digital engagement programs for FDA-regulated companies. Unfortunately, this has also been an area of concern by the FDA, DOJ, FTC, OIG, and other regulatory agencies. Hello and welcome back to Darshan Talks, where we will dissect life science-related legal, regulatory, and compliance issues. Today's podcast will be about diving into the risk-based review of proposed outwards-facing information shared by drug and device companies. We will explore the options for acceptable levels of risk that can be considered by an organization in determining its compliance. To that end, we'll be talking about the hierarchy of layers that dictate how you should approach a risk-based review of proposed information. Each hierarchical layer is not just a hurdle, but an indicator of a company's risk tolerance. The first is the Constitution. The U.S. Constitution is the bedrock. First Amendment rights, such as free speech, can sometimes clash with FDA regulations. Know the boundaries here because it sets the stage for everything else. Remember, the First Amendment doesn't give a company a pass to say anything. The info should still be truthful and non-misleading. Simply trying to follow the Constitution while legal may be the most treacherous. Step two is following the laws made by Congress. These laws set the rules, like the Food, Drugs, and Cosmetics Act. Aligning to simply the text of these laws is possible, but can be the basis of challenging regulatory overreach by the FDA. Most recently, this was seen in comments about off-label marketing and advertising. Simply trying to follow the laws, while useful, is still rather ambiguous and may not be particularly useful. The regulatory agency is as version 3 when you're looking at FDA, FTC, OIG interpretation. Regulatory agency interpretation adds another layer through its interpretation of statutory and judge-made law by putting out regulations, guidances, and enforcement actions. This is where most pharma companies focus their compliance efforts. However, this is only one possible layer of compliance. Number four, CIA settlements. Next up, integrity agreements, or CIAs. These can be landmark cases that add another layer of rules. They serve as legal precedents. Pharma companies can study them to understand industry-wide regulatory expectations and use that to set up their own programs. Segment 5, Industry Codes. We then come to industry codes that are generally voluntary. This could include pharma or advomed codes. They are voluntary and primarily binding on members, but may be used to set and help set other industry standards. Number 6, Internal Policies. These are policies the company sets for itself. These are often pretty conservative compared to the possible leeway the company could have if you apply it to the law itself. These policies are crucial for day-to-day operations. They help employees know what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. However, recognize that it is more conservative than, say, following a CIA or just the guidances as written. However, while it is more conservative, most companies will consider this to be a prudent form of engagement because they might consider not being in the bad books of the FDA. Personal risk tolerance as number seven. Last but not least, personal risk tolerance. Some individuals play it safe, others like to push boundaries, but that is a personal decision since risk tolerance can vary. Having policies in place will help guide the process, but will not completely eliminate individual risk tolerance. As you begin to develop internal approval strategies for promotional review or non-promotional review, understand that these seven layers can help you navigate the tricky terrain of risk-based review. Stay informed, stay compliant. If you need help with creating your own digital health engagement program, email me at darshan at kulkarnilawfirm.com.